Welcome to the Tiba Purpose Lift Podcast Series in conversation with Gia Whitehead, Tiba Business School co-founder and chairperson. Hello and welcome to the Tiba Purpose Lift Podcast Series. Today, our guest is Melanie Daniels. Melanie, welcome and thank you for being willing to share your purpose lived story and journey with us today. Tell us to begin a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What are you doing right now, perhaps? <laughs> thank you, Gia. Um, it is such an honor to be part of this wonderful opportunity. And, um, you know, my passion is supporting community. So this this lines up with it completely, being able to share with you today. Yeah, so, you know, about myself, um, I've lived quite a bit of, of my life already than what I have left. And I think I've, the main, the main thing is that I know that I've impacted so many lives and that makes me feel really good. And so today I'm doing what I do best. I'm a specialist in fundraising. And I support many of our nonprofit organizations in the, from the communities in being able to assist them in achieving funding for their sustainability, but more than that, for being able to execute their programs and to impact particularly our youth and women. So today I'm focused on the National Lotteries Commission, and I'm trying to get as many applications in as possible so that they don't give us the excuse that the funds have been depleted. <laughs> So that's what I'm busy with today. <laughs> and and do you believe that living on purpose means doing what truly matters to you in alignment with your values and beliefs? Oh, absolutely, um, Gia. I, you know, like I said, my life journey started a while ago, and I'm not going to mention the year. <laughs> <laughs> but I always knew I was purpose for so much more than just existing and performing a job. And um I discovered my purpose through many trials and tribulations, but especially after losing a business and a loved one in the same year. And that happened in 2007. So my life was really impacted. And when I say I lost everything, I did lose everything. I, you know, I had built up quite a, quite a substantial, um, well, my lifestyle was in place at that stage because I had started a business. Um, I'm also a specialist in logistics. So, I had a transport business. And then, you know, when you lose everything and you've got two children standing in front of you and you're a single mom, it's a huge challenge. And my story is one that many um, from our community can relate to. And that's what makes it so real. So, yes, um, I feel that what I've been through and the life that I've lived thus far has included many challenges and many trials. But besides that, there've been very many blessings, which I suppose lines up with the values that I embrace in terms of being able to be a good mother, a good um, partner in business, um, somebody that um, supports women, uh, whatever that, that need would be. And so coming through that challenge and the trials has made me a better person. And my experiences have allowed me to um, share a lot more with, with women, particularly in being able to overcome 
uh, certain situations that they experience. Yeah, I, f- I feel like those that I've had conversations with who have had the most challenges or come through adversity are the ones that actually end up living with the most purpose and and being successful because you're driven and there's passion and there's courage. Um, and so I strongly believe that, that those are aligned um, and helps you form who you are and where you've gotten to. Um, where does, how do we inspire others to, to live their purpose? Well, Gia, I have to go back a little bit in order to speak about how I discovered mine. And, you know, it's so sad when I think about it that human beings have got the opportunity to discover who they are and why they are here much earlier in life. But sometimes we need to go through a situation in order to understand who we are, what we're capable of, but more what we're not capable of. So my journey with God started when I was 29 years old. And I'd just been through my first divorce. I've been through two, by the way. And it was such a sad time in my life that I had no recourse. There was nothing else. And so that led me to to my knees, quite, quite honestly. And it also led me to a space of humility and being able to understand and accept what was happening to me at the time. Because many, lots of the time, you know, you, you fight against what's actually happening and you get angry at God and blame him for what's happening in your life. But these are choices that we make. And as a human being, you don't like to admit that. But I think your road to recovery starts at that point where you can say, look here, you know, I'm the author of my life and this is the choices I made and I'm here because of me, no one else. So when I got to that point, I realized that my entire existence and my entire success, if I was going to enjoy one, had to include my relationship with God. And so it became a very personal and passionate relationship. And when people ask me, do you have a religion? I say, no. I have a relationship, and that's what carries me from day to day. And that's how I discovered my purpose because, and I know not many people will understand this, or or maybe they will, but because of the deepness of the relationship, I cried out to him several times when I was working with one organization and realizing that I felt like I was contributing to an environment that was already self-sustainable and where they had loads of money. So I felt like I was working with rich people as opposed to impacting the impoverished community. And I said to the Lord, this is not what I want to do. So where do you want me to be? I've been asking you this for years. So what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? You know, we each, we don't just, we're not just born. There's purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. And I needed to find out what mine was. And I was passionate about it and determined to hear the voice of God. And so I searched him for a while. And yes, it was was absolutely amazing how I woke up one morning at three o'clock and I had the whole business plan. And the Lord had designed my business. I didn't know how I was going to do anything, but he had designed it. He had put it in my head. And I was to feed his sheep. 
That's all he gave me, an instruction to feed the sheep. And so I knew that I needed to impact more than the one group of people that I was working with. And how was I to do that? I had to step out of my comfort zone. I had to do it afraid, really, and trust God completely for an income, for a roof over my head, for food on my table, and to support my son who was still with me. So all of these things came together and brought about my purpose, which is to work with people, to ensure that I impact youth, women, babies, that I create a platform for them where we have a changed society where violence and crime and, and all the things that, that perpetuate in our communities are either eliminated or lessened to a point where their lives are made better. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. I've been working in community, raising funds. It's not an easy place to be. You've got to have hair on your teeth. And I hope that my effort will be recognized one day when I stand face to face with the Lord. Incredible, Melanie. Yeah, I believe it's it's also something inside of you and and the work. It's hard work you had to put in and, and you had to create it. It's not something that just happens. Um and and many people who are who are living lives of poverty and and the realities that that we face sometimes it takes it takes people like you to to be there to be in their corner to make a difference to 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 make a change um and and strong i strongly believe in mentors and and role models and people in your corner to help you to guide you through that um to to make those changes so melanie is there someone in your life that you think has lived a life of purpose or inspires you to, to follow that? Oh, absolutely. Um, first of all, I have to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, who continuously inspires and encourages me on a daily basis, and without whom I would never have made it thus far. Then, of course, very cliche, but I truly, truly have the greatest and utmost respect for Madiba. He, he showed us how to live together in love, with no judgment. He opened up the door for all of us who were previously disadvantaged and separated. And he gave us an opportunity of freedom and opportunities to excel and be better people. And I truly believe that he was positioned for a time such as that. And then, of course, my mentor is Jill Ritchie. She is one of the recognized fundraisers internationally. She continues to inspire me to this day. And just a little bit about her. She's such a successful and recognized fundraiser and has raised in excess of 2 billion rand for MPOs and charities uh, in, her, in her time. And having a woman like that in your life that you can write to and hear from, and especially those times where you get that thousand no's and you're waiting for the one yes, you kind of, I think you understand, Gia, you, you operated in my space. You kind of begin to question your own ability. And, and that's when you need somebody to lift you up and say, hey, girl, 
you can do this, keep going, you know, you're doing a good job. So Jill inspires me. She's written so many books and magazine articles and I feel that I'm in good company and I will continue to keep on keeping on. Fabulous. Yeah, I know Jill and I think it's it's wonderful to have other women, like you say, in your life who are also leaders that inspire you and you can work with. And and through the series, I've met so many passionate women and it's it's so clear, like in, in, with your story, um, how much also that element of compassion and nurture and heart sits at, sits in that to help you um, get through. Melanie, um, I'd love to ask you whether you think there's hope. So, I mean, we there's so many challenges that we're facing, and and the work that you're doing and 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 Siba does is really about changing lives. Do you see hope in a future? Oh, absolutely. I think without hope, we'll perish. We will. That's the one thing that keeps us going. And and as, as feeble as it sounds, I think it's the one thing that keeps us alive. You know, when you're given a death sentence, what's the one thing that keeps you going? It's hope that that will be overturned or some miracle will happen. But I think the reality speaks for itself as we go through the times that we're living through now. And there is, there is sufficient for everyone to enjoy a good life. If we're talking financially, there is sufficient. It's being able to form those partnerships, to build that trust, to allow people into your life and to prove to them that you're doing a good job because people generally are good at heart and they really want to see good being done. And hope, hope springs eternally. If you, if you look at the broader spectrum and how, even now recently, I don't know if you listened to KFM yesterday, they raised over 18 million rand. How did they do that? They trusted and hoped and believed that people are good, basically. And we need to keep believing that. We, we need to keep believing in the good of people and the hearts of people. And I think with that, we'll make a real difference in the lives of our communities. Um, and also being present, being available. I, I feel that's more important as well. So yes, I, I completely believe in hope. I believe that there's sufficient. I believe that we need to tap into areas that we haven't even thought of. I believe that we need to take the limit off. I think we limit ourselves far too much. We look at what we think we can accomplish, but we need to look outside of that because not everything can be done in your own strength, but you need to take the limit off and allow hope to drive you to investigate and to do more. Through these podcast series, I've also learned that most of the people who have lived their purpose are also really positive and, and believe in hope, like you say, and in that abundance mentality that there's enough out there for everyone, um, which is so inspiring. Melanie, and to ask you, one is how do we teach others to be positive? And also, 
do you believe that if you do live a life of purpose, you'll live longer? Um, let's just go back to that first part of your question. Um, just, just brief, brief. Can you say that again, please, Shia? The first part of your question. Um, um, yeah. So I was firstly just speaking about, you know, how do we teach others in right, terms of this right. ongoing learning to to do that too, and to be positive and to to see that there's more out there, especially when, you know, the, people don't always see it that way. Um, yeah. And and when you feel good about yourself, I I believe that you and you you're clear on your purpose. You live healthier, longer lives happier life. I, I agree with you there completely in terms of, um, you know, I, I believe that we need to be the change that people want to see. I know that that's been said so many times, but it holds true for me. I, I'm a woman of many words and I'm a writer. So I find that I can put my heart down on paper so much more than I can when I speak simply because I'm passionate about what I do and I get terribly emotional. So I have to hold back and rather put it on paper. But I do believe that as we live out our purpose and we interact with other people, they see what we do. They see who we are. And isn't that what Jesus actually taught us as well? You know, he walked amongst the poor. He walked amongst the sick. He didn't shy away from the challenge and neither should we, you know, we should walk the walk and not just talk the talk. It's in walking the walk that people come closer and you are available to them in such a way that they too probably go home and think about it. If she can do it, I can do it. It's telling our stories, you know, it's being honest and upfront and transparent in sharing our stories. I don't have a problem saying that I was poor, you know. I don't have a problem saying that I was lost. You know, I've, I found my way. I did. And you can too. And in finding your way, you can find your purpose. And that's why I said it's so sad that we have to go through a challenge first in order to become approachable and humble and kind and loving and allow ourselves to be hurt on occasion in order to get to the final goal, which is why we're here. And then your second point about longer life. Yes, I do. I truly believe that when you're fulfilling your purpose, you're happier, you're more at peace, you love getting up in the morning. If I was to get up and think, oh God, I've got to go to this job again. Then you're not living your purpose. You're not, you're like a, a you know, you're not quite fitting with, with why you were designed to be here. And I get up every morning earlier than I should, but knowing that my purpose is so much bigger than me that if I don't put in the hours, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people. So, yes, I believe that your purpose, recognizing that you need to keep healthy, that you need to eat well, that you need to be mentally stimulated and and encouraged and uplifted that all contributes to longer life but more than anything else it's the balance between physical mental emotional and uh, physical health that will definitely ensure a longer life 
Absolutely. I was also going to speak about balance. And I also have to get up at five in the morning to do all the things I need to do for the day. But but we have to work harder. Um, and that makes it real. Yes. Um, and you also speak about something that's important is being vulnerable, being willing to be vulnerable, to embarrass yourself, whatever it is, to really go to that humanness um, to live your potential. Um, and so, Melanie, yeah, in terms of your, that balance, what, what do you do for fun? Oh, I have a host of friends. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm actually so guilty of not being able to see all of them. Um, I have several uh, WhatsApp groups. I think we all do. But mine include loads of women. And so we connect very often. I, I, love, I love being in the country. Um, I live close to um, the wine farms. So I do a lot of walking. I love going out to restaurants and dining. Um, yeah, I, I love the sea. I find I find that I'm at peace when I'm when I'm sitting in front of the water and just being able to breathe. Um, and then of course there's the mad side too. You know, I like the music and the dance and the interaction with loads of people and running events and you know, it 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 all contributes to who I am. And I think at this age. I've earned the right to decide what is good for me and what's not. So sometimes I don't necessarily fit in with everybody else's plans, but I finally learned to be kind to Melanie and to say no on occasion. Beautiful. Melanie, what are you most proud of in your life? I'm very proud of my children. I've raised two amazing human beings. My daughter's 35. Um, she's married to the most wonderful woman. And she's given me a beautiful grandson, whom I absolutely adore and spend most of my time with. And then, of course, my son came 10 years later. He's 25. And, um, you know, some, I don't know, but boys are so special to a mum. And I'm very proud of him. He's studying and he's doing so well. And he leaves for Japan next year. He will go and teach and live his life. So besides all the challenge and challenges and everything that I've done wrong, I did something right. I raised two amazing people who are impacting others as well. And I think I'm very proud of myself in the sense that I took a leap from, from an environment where I was safe and earning a monthly salary and I stepped out of that, knowing that I had nothing else behind me but faith and trust in God. And I started a business. And I started a good business. It's a business that, that really impacts others. And not just that, it draws the right people to me. I love my partners in business. I think they're fabulous people. And I'm so glad that they chose me. So I'm, I'm really proud of those, those two things, yeah. Besides many others, but yeah, those are the highlights. Beautiful. Thank you. And you've also role modeled to your children um, as a woman to create something for yourself 
and and inspired them, I'm sure, to do more for others and not just themselves. That social responsibility or conscious you've still instilled in them too, which is beautiful. Yes, Melanie, that will continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as we close, um, and thank you for sharing your beautiful, valuable insights. Is there anything you'd like to leave to share with us today? Yes, I would. And I'm speaking to so many people out there. Never give up on your dreams. Never think that you, you're not worthy of it or that you don't have something to add to this life. You have been positioned for a time such as this. You have been purposed for a time such as this. And only you can dictate how that plan for your life unfolds. Never give up. There's always a silver lining. There's always a pot of gold somewhere. Strive for that. And if you're challenged, realize you're not alone. You're never alone. And my last um, point that I want to make is, if I can do it, so can you. Beautiful. Thank you, Melanie. Um, we can learn so much from you. And I, I think we're all learning. We're, it's a lifelong learning. And, and you're also returning and you're doing that so well. So thank you for your time today. It was so cool to speak to you. Thank you, thank Gia. You. Thank you to everyone who's given me an opportunity. I'm really blessed to be part of Tseba.